<laughs> you said that. I didn't. Uh, folks at home. Folks at home. Welcome back. Ike Live. Ike After Hours. Uh, man, this is this to me is a super fun part of the show. Uh, looking forward to talking to everybody, hearing their comments and questions. If you look right there at the bottom of the screen, let me point that way. There's the toll-free number, 855-498-0691. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. If the line is busy, hold on. Wait till the next caller's done, and we'll get to your questions. And keep in mind, man, we're going to answer anything. Anything. Right, Chris? We're Absolutely. going to answer anything. Yeah. Uh, by the way, special shout-out to Luigi's uh, for delivering the pizza tonight. Uh, we have a Stromboli. This is a, a chicken broccoli Stromboli. We've got um, – what's the other Stromboli, Beck? The, the uh, hot buffalo chicken Stromboli. Uh, we had a cheesesteak and a salad. And a meat pop Stromboli. And a meat pop. A special shout-out to Luigi's Garlic and Elmer. Nuts. Garlic knots, too. Balloon knots. Special shout-out. Uh, let's start it up right away. Brian, I think – I think this is the first time we've came back into Ike After Hours, and we've already had a caller waiting. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. He called at the uh, end of the show and said, can wow. I please wait on hold? And uh, Wow. Well, that's awesome. Let's, let's very excited. Is he still there? Yeah, I think he's still there, hopefully. We'll Dedication. See. We'll see. Uh, let's patch through. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? My name is Dylan. I'm calling from uh, Santa Monica, California. Santa Monica! Dylan, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing all right. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're eating some... I would like to wish a happy first anniversary to the show. <laughs> Thank you! And yes. not only that, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to your son. Wow! Thank you, thank you man. Thank and you. Appreciate that, that. I would like to thank Beck, Becky. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call you Beck. I'm call her Beck. You, we but, all call her Beck. But, yeah. Beck. Okay, Beck. Beck. But thank you for sending me the, the Bass University TV uh, face mask. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're the winner. Yes. Yes. How's that think? So my, so my first question is, I would like to know, uh, you said rice bowl versus a uh, smoke bowl. Right. Right. What's... What, what, What's uh, I mean we don't need to get into it, but uh, uh, what are <laughs> what what are the the drug policies for bass? Uh, that's actually it, that's a great segue because yeah it was rice ball or smoke ball we were kind of doing half kidding but that's okay, well, an inter- I, I don't I don't mean yeah, yeah I know that is okay. an interesting topic though because we've talked about that before yeah. it, it's so inter- it, it's amazing to me that here we are and okay so mid seventies. So we're about 30 years in to this professional sport, and there's two things to note about it. One is there are drug policies in place in the rule booklet that we sign, right? right. So we sign that booklet of Bass FLW, both the same. We sign that in the beginning of the year, and it says that we will not engage in any drug or alcohol use during, alcohol. during, comp- alcohol, during competition, oh. uh, and we sign that. But even alcohol, even alcohol during competition, no drug or alcohol use during competition. But the second part to that, and we've talked about it over and over, is 30 years in to the sport, and there's no drug testing yet. There's no drug testing of any kind, whether it's illegal drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's uh, steroids. Think like about it. You guys? Think about it. I mean, what? that's a legitimate question. I, I you have. Might to, you might want to test ish. 
<laughs> it's raging. Cra- crack cocaine. They have I'm sure they do. They that haven't got I have heard accusations from other pros uh, claiming that other pros were using performance-enhancing drugs. There you go. To, 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 to no, really, for the mental, to keep the mental focus for 12, 14 hours a day, they found uh, they found substances or something performance-enhancing that allows them to focus longer. Yeah. And they're using well, them. What, well, what, what no, I guess, yeah, if it makes you perform uh, like mentally better, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't see how steroids can help you in fishing, but... Well, to steroids. The mic. Pull the mic up. Hey, steroids. Are, steroids have been shown to uh, to help athletes in a lot of different ways, you know. And okay. uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know it, it helps. Any personal experience with that? Helps piece? an athlete. <laughs> can, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm considering using them to help me get some of this weight off. But uh, <laughs> no, you know? no, no. It's a, it, no. You know what though? It's a legitimate question because you know we talk all the time about. Le- legitimacy of bass fishing be a true professional sport, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it needs to happen. I think to be, you yeah, know, to I be agree. a true professional sport, Boom. you need to set your standards to other professional sports. I, I agree with WWE it. WWE does it. I fully agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree. That's w- a great question. Why don't they have a drug policy? Okay, WWE doesn't test. My, my next question, sorry to interrupt. Um, I see you have two bowling pins behind you. Yes. Do you guys bowl? Uh, I I gotta tell you that um, <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose. Uh, I gotta tell you that I w- I think I'm I'm speaking for most of us. Any any of you guys in the studio interrupt? Most of us bowl recreationally, but okay. I can neither confirm or deny that those were stolen from bowling alley. <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny that fact. <laughs> Brian. Stolen. So, okay. Much like the phone. All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for taking my question. Yes, sir. I'll continue to watch and listen, and you guys are awesome. Thank you for calling, man. I remember. Thank you, buddy. Take take it easy. I remember when we bowled. Where where the heck did we bowl? Well, we just. With the Molex boys? Yeah, just recently at ICAST. Yeah, at ICAST. That's where it was. They've never bowled before. It's it's interesting because is bowling not a part of the Italian culture? Apparently not. Wow. (laughs) Who would have known? We make it the babies. We had fun with it. I knock the pins down with the ball. <laughs> I don't need the ball. Make it the baby. I love this. Chris, call your girlfriend up. Yeah, I know, right? Let her ask her if, if bowling is a part of the Italian culture. <laughs> Can we call her live right now? I don't know. Can we She's call sleeping. her? She's sleeping? Uh, Let's yeah, wake her up. Her Let's call her. Brian, can you call her? Yeah, I think, yeah. It, okay. it can't be half as bad as the time we woke McGraw up. Remember that one? That was like... <laughs> Golly. Yeah, that was watching sand turn to mud, dude. That was just... <laughs> Golly. Uh, let me remind everybody, hey, we want to hear from you. This is Ike After Hours. If you want to be part of the show, I am at your questions. Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf, is taking the IMs. <laughs> you could also hit us up Twitter, Mike underscore Ike and Ellie at Twitter.com. And dial us toll-free, 855-498-0691. Well, we want to hear from you, right, Pete? We, we want to hear what everybody has to say, I, man. I'm excited. We heard from the West have, Coast. I love that stuff. I know. Santa Monica. I know. I think awesome. we have one on the line. We have one on the line. Yeah. Caller, which name? Where you call from? What's shaking? What's shaking? It's Fat Cat, baby. Fat, Fat Cat! Fat Cat Noon, everybody! <laughs> Fat Cat! Wow! What's shaking, man? What's shaking? Look, man, classic right around the corner. And yes. I don't know if you guys know, uh, I started this thing, man. It's Fat Cat DFD, all right? BFB? It's similar to TMZ, but it's... Bass fishing detective work, and I've been doing a lot of researching 
looking into all these angles, keeping up with everybody. I've been doing, been writing columns for like Wired to Fish, Bass Fan, and all these guys. They're not publishing them, but I've been writing for them. <laughs> but, uh, we got some major That's stuff funny. going on, man. First, I'm going to start out, we'll get to the classic of Major League Fishing. Uh, some of the guys in Major League Fishing have been getting reprimanded. I'm just getting no wind of this and everything, like, uh, for talking too much. Uh, Jacob Wheeler. <laughs> been talking way too much as if it's his own show because to teach people everything and then like a hey guys guys switch and when you don't have spook guys tell you spin around and when he talks the guys that are getting mad because when he talks to them he spits all in their face I don't know what's wrong with him that that poor list bless his heart I don't know I figured that one went over better. We, but we, we all laugh, and that's funny. Jacob just spoke for us, man. Let's get to the classic. Some of the guys are under investigation right now, man. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but... Uh, no. The one, so yeah, dude. The white guy is Edwin Evers. He's um he's in huh. trouble for bullying. He, he's he's been bullying. Uh, he was pre-fishing um Hartwell, and some guys were coming in on his territory. He was like, "Hey guys, whoa, whoa! Need you guys to stay out of this area. I'll be fishing this next six, seven hundred yards back and forth, and probably gonna be fishing here. He was pre-fishing like three months ago, so we asked those guys not to fish that area for three months." <laughs> Wow! But the good thing, yeah, the good thing about it, he did offer them some of the Edwin Eber pecans. <laughs> oh, who, yeah. Who eats pecans? Why does if you want to get into a business to sell something? I mean, how about a bacon tree or something like that? <laughs> a pecans, bacon who tree. Who the hell is pecans? I'd rather have bacon. <laughs> Beck, I think you like pecans, though. I love pecans. You love pecans. <laughs> oh, well, wait. He's saying pecans. You're saying pecans. Nobody Are they the same? Pecan? I don't deal with today. I'm from White Oak. I'm from. I'm, I'm from south of y'all. Y'all yanks up there in Jerseyville. Y'all call them peach pecans. I don't know what y'all call them. <laughs> we have a dispute here. Man, this, is, this, this, now this is serious. This is, this is all alleged. But like I said, I've been, been investigating. Last year um, at Bass Fest, Chickamauga, man, it was really, really hot. And still an investigation that's Keith Reese. A lot of stuff come up stolen. They were thinking that Skeet Reese was going. They have Skeet on video going from boat to boat after the tournament. Looking in, yeah, looking in boats. So they questioned him, thinking he was, like, looking for baits or stealing stuff. Come to find out, he was just smelling all the seat cushions. Wow! <laughs> and you mean that he was actually uh, down there sniffing them, and that's confirmed. That, what? That they were off the ledge, but no one skied. That's probably the truth. Anyways, man, uh, well, the hate on skied. How about him leaving <laughs> Mega Bash? What is really going on? Man, I don't know. That's a good topic. Hey, right, rice ball or smoke ball? The rod company, the rods are green. Imagine that he picks the color green, right? Oh, <laughs> truth. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, the first breakdown he has, he's probably going to try to crumble one of those rods up and smoke it. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, hey, in his defense, I've been known to smoke a rod or two. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I smoked yeah, one on Lake Champlain before, so I can relate and to that. Another thing that's been going on is, you know, all the physical stuff with Ish and Poche and this and that. Uh, so no physical contact now. You guys, from what I understand, I don't know if you got the memo yet or not, I, you guys can't. Handshake, high five, fist bump, or nothing. The only thing they're going to allow on the Elite Series this year are Eskimo kisses. Have no. you got that memo? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm practicing right Anyways, now. Uh, <laughs> here, now, this right here, this is something I'm doing myself. Uh, 
I'm it's making lures now. I'm making these lures. It's a, some people might call it a gimmick. I don't know. But they glow in the dark all by themselves. And wow. they, they go dead. But what I'm going to do with these lures is I'm going to go try to give them to as many anglers as I can fishing the Classic. When I see you at the Classic, I'm going to come up to you and I'll give you one. What I want you to do, if you're leading the tournament, the last day, I want you to throw it once or twice and try to catch a fish on it. That way, if you do catch a fish, what I'm going to do is take credit for you winning the Classic for throwing my lure, and then I'm going to promote the hell out of it, kind of like somebody else did last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I, I, I know all these other guys want to call me and ask <laughs> you a bunch of questions, say? but I, I, want to, I want to hit you with something, the rapid-fire questions. I'm going to ask you five questions, maybe four. You have to answer these. No pass, no, I don't want to answer it. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. I like uh, this. Roll which reversal. anchor is most likely to pee shutting down? <laughs> Come on, man. Give me an answer. Hurry Pete. up. Uh, Marsha Fan. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. That's so weak. All right. Mar- what angler would run if a fight broke out? Charlie Hartley. <laughs> Which angler eats his own boogers, allegedly? Oh, that's a good one. Ew. <laughs> Who eats his own I boogers? have no one. Uh, who eats his own Come beers? on, man, come on! Uh, 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 Not my fault. Uh, boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 boom, boom. Keith, Keith, uh, Keith. <laughs> Keith Hackney. <laughs> Keith Hackney. Which angler would look the best in a sundress? Ooh. Uh, Aaron Martins. <laughs> Ooh, good nice answer. Nice legs. Look, all these other guys want to call in and ask you a bunch of questions that they can find out anywhere, so... <laughs> I'm out of here, man. I'm um, I'm gone like a box of donuts in Pete's boat. Everybody out there, man, catch me at Fat Cat Newton on Facebook, Fat Cat Newton on YouTube, and do me a favor. There's a website, man. It's a, These guys are doing awesome stuff for kids with cancer, man. Pediatric cancer. It's called Stay Strong for Dom, and uh, it's all about the kids, man. Helping these kids. Stay around, man. They're our future. We want to keep the kids. Keep them off the Xbox. Put them on a tackle box. Put them on the water with a fishing pole. Get them out of the house off the game of console, man. Help these kids out. Strong for Dom. Love y'all, Ike. Good luck in the classroom. Hold on. We got, a, we got a question for you. Appreciate it, Fat Cat. Oh, wait, wait. We got, we got a question. We got some IMs for Fat Cat. Rapid fire. Fat Cat, 87 pounds of bacon or 87 pounds of bass? 87 to your mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer. We, we, we also got uh, IM comment that, saying that, uh, Fat Cat, you look like you're a Twinkie away from 350. We got... <laughs> true, true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm going to tell everybody out there on that little sidebar. I got no problem with nobody criticizing. Like my grandma always says. If you don't have anything nice to say, at least be creative with your insult. Right. So yeah. all them bad jokes, they can suck it. Bring something good. Hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I love y'all, man. I'm gone. Peace oh, out, Backhat. Backhat, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't appreciate that donut comment. Uh, I thought it was funny, but uh, <laughs> man, Backhat, part of the show now. I like it. I like it. Some uh, insightful information too. Skeet Reese smelling seats. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know it, it either. Bizarre. Uh, it's bizarre. I don't know. Maybe it's in his contract what, with this. What is he trying to say? I don't about know. Skeet? Well, I don't know. Who smells seats? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm well, now, <laughs> now, now, talking about smelling. What, now, this it? is a true fact. We're actually. My goal is to have him on the show one day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to announce it first here. 
Who's this? I know who he's talking Yeah, about. but we want him on the show. And I don't say this in a negative way. But one of my heroes, Roland Martin, loves the smell of farts. I've heard that. What? He loves the smell of farts. And we're going to have him on the show hopefully. And not even not just that. his own farts. Everybody's. Yeah. Uh, you can't like somebody else's farts, dude. We'll have him I'm represent not, I'm himself. I'm not going to pass judgment, one but jeez. Uh, Brian, what do we got? We got another caller. <laughs> we do. Okay. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where you call from? <coughs> caller, what's your name? Where you call from? Uh, Sam from uh, Bemidji State University, Northern Minnesota. Yes, sir. How you doing, Sam? Minnesota. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing very well. Hey, listen, we got the entire Bemidji State University bass team uh, watching your uh, your show. Yes. And, what uh, the? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the feed's a, the feed's a little bit delayed, but I'll do my best to. Uh, I will turn the feed off. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, we got a question for you. Sure. So obviously, uh, we're uh, we're fixing the FLW and the BSS college event. And uh, I know, Ike, you make it up to Minnesota once in a while. We've seen you on Tonka before. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to know what your thoughts on the Minnesota no-call rule. Um, you know, we're always, everyone's always complaining about not having enough money around Lake Mohawk for the fishing industry and the spot limits being messed up for walleye fishing. And I want to know what you think it would bring to the area if, um, you know, we got rid of the no-call rule. And let's say you had an elite series tournament on Mille Because obviously you know Mille can be a heck of a lake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would it would be awesome. I think, uh, you, you know, the reality of it, wh- whether it's Minnesota or another state, uh, I think a lot of those rules are in place are outdated. I think a lot of those rules need to be reevaluated. Uh, but you, you know, the fisheries, like any other thing in life, politics rule. A lot of those decisions. And it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, Because, you know, hey, the reality of it is is bass fishing is a million, billion-dollar industry. And an event on... absolutely, It is. It is. An event on Mille Lacs, an event on Minnetonka, uh, back at Minnetonka. Yeah. An event like that would be huge for the economy and huge for the sport. We need the sport going up to those places, Pete. Right. It, you know, it, it Just, needs to get different areas. So, man, the politics, God, I wish that wasn't a part of life, but unfortunately it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a tough deal. Like, as far as, you know, the no-call room, I, I no-call rule, I think they're in effect to protect the, the species, right? That's yeah, that's yeah. what that's what they're trying to do. Um, and, you know, we're for that. You know, we're for protecting the species. Um you know, but ha, you know why have that in effect? I, I really would like to see the science behind it. But the politics have been so involved. I remember uh, what, what's uh, Minnetonka? Minnetonka. Minnetonka. I you mean, were there. I got. For the, for the I, got I got fined for having a sprig of milfoil grass stuck in the carpet of the front deck of my boat for uh, almost harassment. You got fined for that? Yeah. The the uh, the natural resources department was out. Making a statement during our Bassmaster Top 100 tournament, uh, and they were they were looking inside the hub of your uh, of your prop, and they were really getting aggressive with it. So much so that bass has never been back. It's crazy, you know. And and that's there's you know there's something going on there. Politics, that, politics. Yeah. And and the Aquanazis. funny thing the funny thing about that story is it wasn't even milfoil. It was like a Cal, uh, California purple kush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <A> little threat. <laughs> hey, we all we all want the same thing. We all want the the sport to grow. We all want the the safety of the the natural resource. We all want that same thing. We just need to try to figure out a way to come to terms. Yeah. Well, m- money money rules, and w- when you get a, a lake like Tonka. Unfortunately, the money on Minnetonka 
are not from bass fishermen. I can tell you that. There's some nice houses there, on that Well, lake. that's what I'm saying. Money money rules out. Man, there's some great fishing out there. That's well, is it true, though, that Prince has a purple bass boat? Does he live there? <laughs> yeah, Prince lives on Minnetonka. Is that right? Yeah, the, the artist formerly known as Prince. I think he was flipping milfoil. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, Kevin Garnett from the Timberwolves, I've been past his house. I mean, there's a list of famous people goes on and on. And I definitely get the whole, uh, you know, protective species. But I think a lot of people know it's an outdated rule. And I think uh, for as much as we complain about, you know, the tourism being shut down on the, uh, you know, on the lacks and uh, that kind of area because they can't hold a trail. I think it would just benefit the whole area. And I guess more than anything, are we going to actually do something about it someday? Or is it just going to be, you know, yeah. a uh, well, yeah. that always stays in place? I mean, what it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of people to band together, a lot of anglers to band together and, and try to, you know, create enough of an uprising where people pay attention. Drain the lake. Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's, that's what it's going to yeah, take. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure there's a fair amount of fishing licenses sold in Minnesota. Well, the reason oh, I know oh, yeah. I, reason I know that, you know, if you get enough guys to stand up and protest something, it'll work, that's what Becky did with the Palatine, Palatine Lake Association. So. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so, well, you guys uh, definitely answered my question, and uh, I'll have to see you next time you're on Minnetonka. Your boat is uh, pretty recognizable, and I'll, uh, I'll flag you down if I see you next. But, yeah, you got the whole the whole Bemidji State University fishing team uh, watching you guys, and uh, we're getting prepared. We're getting orders in for Kentucky Lake coming up in the open here and uh, beginning of March, and uh, yeah. I like I it. Well, it. I like it. If you see me out there, stop by a sorority house on your way to the lake and uh, and order all the girls to take their tops off when you come by. Thank you. Oh, uh, you don't. Don't even worry about it. You don't know what <laughs> I was just kidding. We'll show you guys a good time. That's, uh, I mean, you have that. That's well, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girls that enjoy, you know, being on Lake Minnetonka. It'll get better than that. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, thanks for your call, man. Yeah, hey, have a good one, boys. You too. That's funny, though. I was just kidding, but... Uh, why are we going to assume the sorority girls take their tops off? No, I don't know. I mean, they can take their pants off, their tops off. I don't care. Let the, <laughs> let the mules swing. It doesn't matter whatever they want to do. I mean, hey, if, it, hey, let if it's... Let the mules swing. Let anything. <laughs> Guys, girls, I don't care. Whatever they want to do. Expose it. Expose it. Expose it. Let it all hang <laughs> out. Hey, there is something to be said about yeah. being naked on the water. I mean, i got to tell you. That's amazing. Dave, don't give me that look. I know you get nude all the time when you're out there fishing. Well, no, I'm, I'm back here. I say one thing. Brian's like, oh, you, you, you can't talk like that. You guys are out there talking about... Uh, all this other. Thank God Brian ain't sitting out there. Well, no, we're just talking about nudity. We're talking about nudity. Nudity is a natural. We're all born nude. I, mean, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Another caller. Keep them coming. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? Hey, my name is Anthony. Uh, I'm down here in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. Anthony, how you doing tonight? Ah. Pretty good about yourself. Good, good to hear from you. What's your question? Uh, first off, I'd like to say thanks. I, I got the gift card from winning the uh, Ninja Turtles question that you guys did. Oh, a while yeah! Back, so I appreciate I, that. I, I wow. And uh, my question <laughs> is, you what's the price point going to be on your new series of rides? I'm already fishing the Veritas 2.0s and like those, so I'm curious about your new rides. Great question, great question. Uh, price point is 129 for... Almost all of them. The bigger models, I think, like anything at seven four or bigger, are going to be one forty nine. A little more material, a little bit higher price point. But uh, man, I, you know, we talked about this before, uh, off camera and on camera. I'm stoked about this. I mean, these rods for me, like um, I, I've been involved in a lot of product development before, Havoc and Colors with Rapala and that stuff. 
and it's always this shorter process. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a six to eight month process, dude. These rods, like three years, like two and a half to wow. almost three years in the making, mm-hmm. and it, it's exciting for me. I tell you, it's exciting. What I tried to do in this rod series, and and, and you know, r- this is honest. This is honest from the heart. What I tried to do, and Becky knows. I've worked hard on these things. Um, I I looked at everything Abu already offered. I looked at the things that I wanted to improve on and tweak, and I wanted to try to offer. 15 rods that were different than what was already out there. That was my goal. You know, uh, technique-specific, action-specific, and, and and it took a long time, but I'm, I'm proud of, of what happened. And and by the way, if, if you want to, I think Tackle Warehouse has him right now. Right now, you can go on Tackle Warehouse and pre-order those rods. So, okay. uh, great, great question. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm most excited about your crankbaits. Here. Crankbait rods, crankbait rods. And by the way, if you didn't know this, the crankbait rods are the first bass fishing rods Abu Garcia has ever offered that are composite rods. Is that right? Yes, sir. Very proud of that. Wow. Composite rods. Uh, perfect mix of glass and graphite for that for treble hook baits, crankbaits. So I'm, I'm five, a, five of those models, by I'm, the way. I'm expecting a uh, first anniversary gift. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. We have five rods. That's right. You give me five, hey. I'll give you five back. We'll keep trading back and forth. Mike, Mike. We, Mike, we got an I am question, Mike. I am question, yes, sir. Uh, Steve Donis wants to know if he can sketch Ike fishing in the nude and Roland Martin smelling his farts. Wow, <laughs> Steve. Wow, great question. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Steve Donis, for all those that don't know, Steve is probably the best cartoonist artist. That I've ever seen. Actually, I know Steve indirectly through Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, a lot of you have seen his posts. He, he's amazing, Pete. This guy can sketch something, and it looks – it's just – it's amazing. Uh, Steve, I give you permission to do it. And and this is how – I've been told that Roland does it like this. He, he, he insists that you have the windows up in the car, and he actually does this. It's called the waif. <laughs> Then he wa- wastes it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give you liberty to yeah, do that. It, it, the wafing you know, motion. If you could like text us over a sketch of, <laughs> of that. Well, it's wafer or waff, <laughs> I guess, depending on what part of the country waff. you're from, right? Waff. Got a what, good, what would you say waff. it was? Waff. It's waff. Hey, it's waff in it. Waff. All right, waffed it. Hey, Mike, got a good question here. How, how, are, your Abu, how are your Abu Garcia rods different from your Daiwa rods? Good question. Uh the Abu rods are different from the uh, Daiwa rods because Abu is A-B-U-G-A-R-C-I-A and Daiwa is D-A-I-W-A. <laughs> that's a big difference is the huh. spelling of the name. Uh, nah, you know, you know that's an that's a, that's a interesting question, and the best answer I can give you is that my Daiwa rods were out back in uh, 2005, 2006. It's now 2014. I can tell you the materials – Dude, have come a long way. Mm-hmm. The graphite, the guides, the grips. I mean, you, you know, you're talking about 10 years of technology. Uh, that's a big difference in the new rods. I, I got to say, you know, and with the new lines that we have available now and the actions of the rods are required, I mean, to get your strike-to-catch ratio up, you've got to do different things yeah. with the actions of the rods. Yeah. So it's it's our sport is ever-evolving. It's always changing. You know, and, you know, it, the rods are going to change with it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Some of the same actions, but the materials are definitely different, for sure. Mm. Got a caller, Bry. Yes. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 
Massachusetts. Mass! What's up, man? How's the snow up there? How's the snow? Pretty deep. Pretty deep? Yeah. They got the melters out there? They actually melt? It's like a giant hair dryer? Yeah, I wish. I love it. I love it. What's your question, man? So, coming up on Lake Hartwell for the Bassmaster Classic, what do you think is going to be a key bait for fishing out there? Ooh, good question. Good question. Man, we had we've we've had some amazing classic contenders on tonight who have all had their guesses. And we've heard crankbait, uh flat side tight wobble crankbait. We've heard jig. Uh what else have we heard tonight, Pete? I I gotta be honest. From the three people, yeah. it's all been warm weather cranking deal. Cranking. They're all talking about cranking. Cranking, cranking. And we've heard jig. Uh I, I'm going to throw. I'm actually going to throw a serious guess into the mix. I said Carolina rigs are spook earlier. That was a joke. I'm going to throw another bait into the mix, and it's a bait that people assume is a small fish bait, but it's mm-hmm. it's a big fish bait. And I'm going to throw shaky head into the mix. Whoa! Oh yeah, I'm going to throw shaky head in the mix. That's new. because listen, you're talking about spotted bass, Pete. You know what I mean? Spotted bass love that that thinner profile that bait. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I've got a shaky head with VMC called the Rugby Head, and I know you know about it. And it, it's a pretty awesome head, and I can fish with those bigger size shaky heads. We offer it in a 5 sixteenths, We offer it in a 3 eighths, all the way up to 3 quarter. That bigger shaky head, I can offer a bigger profile worm. And that's going to be a sleeper in this classic. I, I guarantee it. You're just laying that on the I'm laying it on, on the, the airwaves. I'm laying it on the air, airwaves. Right. Laying it out there. Shaky head. Good, good, good question. Hey, by the way, how old are you? 14. 14. Okay, I love yeah. it. 10 after 11. 14 years old. You go to bed now. Go- <laughs> <laughs> Time well spent. Thanks for your All call, right. man. Good luck yes, this year. Sir. Okay. Wow. 14. 14. Man, Chris, that reminds me. 14. Pull that mic closer, a little closer to your mouth, by the way. 14. That takes me back. That takes us back to our youth. I got to tell you that, for those of you who don't know, our first club, Top Rod Bassmasters, uh, the original six guys, four of them are in the room tonight. Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Wharf, a.k.a. Fathead, Brian Stockle, a.k.a. Brian the Carpenter, and Chris Delfonso, a.k.a. Crazy Chris, right on the couch here tonight. It's one of the original members of Top Rod. Dude, it was awesome because you are the you were the young gun young back then. I can Four years, three and a half years. I can vividly remember because we we'd always be like like we'd be like out at the club or out at the bar. And Chris is still like eighteen. Like yeah. he was a youngin back then. That's crazy, yeah. man. I remember when he was able to go out and drink. I remember we we, we would be drinking till you know three thirty four yeah. in the morning, go to the tournament right from the bar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, we got a good IM question, Mike. Best got a good one IM. Of the night. Okay, hit me, Dave. What do you got? From Larry K. Larry K. Two questions. Yes. If you could go back to any war in history of this world, what war would you fight in, and who would you fight for? What? Wow! Yes. Is this one directed to me or anybody in the room? Is that you. how I want to take this one? My, it's you. Do you think they care about what me, Pete, or Brian, or Chris have to say? Well, uh, man, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I mean, I, I'd say in this, from a nostalgia standpoint, I'd say World War One or World War Two. Just because there's a lot of nostalgia there, uh, you know. I mean, for for me, I, I you know, you, you look at some of that, and there was this um, this unity in the country back then. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like in those wars, and and where the men went to war, the women worked at the factories. You know, and there was this 
I, I don't know. There's there's a bit of nostalgia there, but I I don't know. Like like I said, uh, to, to break away from the question, man, what an what a sacrifice for anybody, right? To to go to war and fight for their country. That's a tough thing. It's tough for me because I I I haven't been in the military. I haven't been drafted. I haven't experienced that. It's hard for me to put myself in, 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 you know in that position. Uh, but it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing, and we and and we always say it. We appreciate those guys so much. We we appreciate them so much, and uh, the wars that they're fighting today are so different from they're the different. wars of yeah. the past. Different. And the guys are, uh, you know, being man. It's you know who's the enemy almost. You know, in some of the places that they're being put into it's, yeah. it's complicated it's complicated now it seems like the history books made it a lot easier you know this this army lined up against that army and yeah that sort of thing but uh world war ii is probably the most fascinating in terms of just it's it's just how broad it was how many yeah. countries were involved and what would have happened if if, if things didn't go the way that they did right. yeah. you know had had hitler and the russians not not started fighting one another and, he, and the germans weren't fighting two fronts yeah you know well who knows i mean yeah it, it's, well, it's a fascinating question it seemed like that world war ii was so polarizing and it seemed like you were right if you know because there was such an atrocity that went on millions and millions of people were killed right and being you know exterminated it was so obvious a lot of the wars these days man it's like you know it's like are they right are they right or why why are we really fighting about this yeah. stuff you know maybe yeah. maybe we should be talking about it instead of fighting by the way if john mcgraw was here you know what he'd answer right He'd be like, the War of 1812. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, Fre- the French-Indian War. Uh... The French-Indian War. <laughs> John, yeah. sorry about that if you're watching. He's not watching. He's not so watching. All right, so Larry, K, Larry K's second question is, uh, and I don't even know. Uh, what is your power animal when your chi is out of whack? <laughs> Beck? WTF? What does that mean? WTF? I don't. You're a power chi. What is it? He might power. be from California, dude. I don't know. Like, don't what know. is your power animal when your oh, chi is out animal. of whack? Yeah, your power animal. We've heard this before. Your power animal when your chi, your chi, your inner chi chai, is not operating correctly. You've got to grasp a power animal. Like a chinchilla? Like a chinchilla? You know, I try not to go with the power animal. I find in this household, I have to go with like a very calming, soothing. You do, cause you're you even spray. What, like a, what's the spray you uh, put on the pillows? Essential oil. This essential house. oil. You ever hear this stuff, Dave? Uh, yeah, well, uh, essential oils in a power shower, I call it. And a power shower? <laughs> power shower. Power shower. What's a power? A little shower? quiet time, Daddy in the shower. <laughs> 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 These are different essential oils we're talking about. Sorry, here. sorry. All right, la 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 la. Good segue. <laughs> what she is he whacking? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we had a caller. 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 What's your name? Where are you call from? Uh, my name is Jalen Carm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. How are you doing tonight? What's your question? Good. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what bait do you use during pre-spawn fishing, and why? Wow, good, good question. Uh, we'll, we'll do, we'll do the the little roundabout here. Uh, you know, pre-spawn to me, there, there's there's a couple different sections of it. You've got early pre-spawn, right. you know, which is wintertime fish, just coming up for the first time up those breaks in early pre-spawn. And then you've got the late pre-spawn where those fish are actually starting now to sniff around, uh, you know, up around the spawning flats. So I'm going to give you two. I'm not going to give you one. I'm going to give you one for each of those. And that early, early pre-spawn, you know, almost wintertime, fish just coming up out of wintertime, I'm going to go with with one, and and I'm looking at Chris because he knows too, is I'm going to go with a suspended jerkbait. Love it, love it, love it. 
40-degree uh, water temperature up to about 50. A suspending jerkbait is what, what I love to throw. Rapa, uh, Rapala has a brand new one called a Shadow Rat just mm. coming out. Amazing one. It's got, yeah, I know, I'm not supposed to talk about it. That's all right, Shadow Rat. Uh, and then I'm going to give you one for, for the, the, the second half of it, which is the late pre-spawn. And now think about those fish. They're actually starting. Now your water temperature is like... 50 to 60 degrees, mm-hmm. and they're up on those flats, and they're sniffing around. They're, like, not spawning, but they're sniffing. They're up there like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're up oh, there yeah. sniffing. And uh, a, a bait that uh, actually, Chris, it's funny, Chris is here, because the name from it came from Chris. I don't take any credit for it. Uh, a vibration jig, a.k.a. chatterbait, a.k.a. lover, Mullock's lover. The lover. Thank you, Chris, for the name of that. Uh, that's my favorite, Pete, a chatterbait. You know, and you get up there... That, that first cover, whatever that is, it, it grass or bushes or whatever. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go suspend a jerk bait. And I'm gonna go chatter bait. What are you What are you gonna go, Pete? Man, I, I tell you, when those fish right before they spawn, it's like open up your tackle box. Yeah. That's when it's on mm-hmm. before they make the turn, and you can get them on a jig. I mean, a jig is a dynamite pre-spawn bait, a lipless crankbait, a, a chatter bait, the lover. Uh, they're all anything goes. The cool thing about the pre-spawn is you know when uh, when they've made the turn to spawn, and you you could tell. I mean, when you're up on those shallows and those flats and those points and stuff, and you're catching them on everything in your tackle box, and the next day you go out, and on the same places you catch nothing. Those fish have made the turn. They went. They went. They went up. They hit the beds, uh. and then you've got to change your tactics. So right before they crash the beds, man, just, it just anything goes. Anything. Yeah. They're, they're feeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great question, hey. man. Thank you for your call. Got a, Dave, what do we got on IM? So we got uh, – what the hell happened to – all right, we got uh, Hamburger from Kentucky. Hamburger? Yep. Hamburger? So if, if the Elite Series went to a team format, who on the trail, current Elite Angler – would you want to partner up with and why? Wow. Hamburger from Kentucky. That's probably I That's a good question. That's probably one of the most dynamic questions we ever had. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Uh yeah, it's I got also a, the I got third time we've had it. Has really? it? Yeah, because I remember your first two answers. Really? Yes, this is gonna be good. Wow. Wow. You drink too much. I do drink too much. <laughs> I must have been intoxicated the last couple of times. Yeah. I don't remember. I can't remember that question. It'll get followed up with a fart question, so don't let's, get too Let's uh, think. Well, I you know, I'm gonna tell you this. I want somebody that compliments yeah. my style. I want somebody that, that compliments my style. Yeah. Not not fishes like me, but goes against the grain a little bit. Um so I'd have to say I'm just trying to think of the best guys in the world. I'd have to say uh, uh I'd have to say I'm gonna get. Let's see. Aaron Martins would be a good one, because he's. I think you know he's like more detail oriented. I think he's more specific, more finesse. Where I want to go more power. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Aaron would complement my style good. I'd say Aaron. What do you got, Pete? Is that what I said uh, before? By the way. Yes. Okay. Aaron and Pete were your two answers. Before. Yeah, but my, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, to me, it's 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 more mental than it is about styles, and it's like who you can. Who you can deal with best in the boat, and who who can uh, who who allows you to make a decision, and you can allow them to make a decision. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta have the right kind of personalities in there. Yeah, yeah that's where I disagree, Mike, because you and Aaron Martin, you drive around on speed five. Yeah. He'd be like, "Come on, man, you're killing yeah, me." Yeah, I, I see you and Aaron button heads, and that's you, think so? you know that's why you know I think Are you Dave's on right. On a boat together. On a boat. Yeah, Team you're, on, you're on a boat together. 
You know, but but here's an interesting I, parallel. I, I think you want to fish with iron just just for the experience of fishing it with I, iron. I would, I would. I actually got to fish with iron one time, and it was a really fun day. And maybe that's part of my answer yeah. to have fun again. But here's interesting. I I team fish with Chris a lot now in winter leagues, and we did early on back in the day at uh, ABA and and a uh, few of the other military, circuits yeah, right, military. Right. And we we did good because I think we I think we played off we play off each other yeah. a lot, like because you think certain things and I usually think other things, but we meet in the middle, right? And that can be good, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like you're always pushing me to move, or I'm pushing you to move, and we we find a balance to that works. Absolutely. Because we've had success. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we haven't won every event, but we we got a good track record. We did good. Yeah. yeah. Success. I tried fishing with yeah. Soli a couple times. Oh, oh yeah. dude. 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 I mean, I mean it, that, dude. That, that's a tough relationship. Dude, you got it all know. wrong, dude. Dude. Uh, bend and, over, dude. <laughs> Anna's a special girl. <laughs> Call Bob. Can we get Bob on the phone? Yeah. Brian the Carpenter. Can we get Bob on the phone? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I got all my tackle in a brown paper bag. Yeah. Dude. You gotta, Dude. You got to find that connection. It's amazing. What do we got, David? We got an IM? We got a caller? Caller, what, caller what's your name? Where are you calling from? What's your question? Uh, Jonathan, and I'm calling from Missouri. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, Missouri. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Good. What's your question, man? Um, I was wondering when the next time you would be in the Kansas City, Missouri area. Oh, Good question, Jonathan. Uh, let's think. Can't, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to my wife sitting on the couch, my beautiful wife. What are we go- when are we gonna be around Missouri? I don't think we are this year. There's no Table Rock event, no. right? There's no. Is there anything around Springfield? No. Like a Chiefs home game or something? Is there nothing? No, we don't head the direction this year. You almost came to Tulsa this year. I did almost come to Tulsa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> darn, da- darn ear. Uh, it's funny you say this because I gotta be honest with you. I don't think we have. One single event in the state of Missouri this year, uh, with the exception that we'll be traveling through for for a few events, right? But Come, I don't think we head up that way. We don't head up that way. We'll be further south. Okay. All right. When, so when will you be stopping for gas in Missouri? Well, I know. Well, that's what we got to figure out. I can meet you at a Sitco. Uh, no, no, they're come and goes there. Oh, they come and go with a K. Okay, come and go with a K. Good question. I don't think I'm going to be there. And um. Also, how do you like Grand Lake? Oh, I love Grand Lake. Grand Lake is actually, man, I'd I'd put that. That's probably actually going to fall in my top ten. Probably mm-hmm. be down around like seven, eight range, but it's going to be in my top ten. I love the lake. I love the layout. I love the fact that you've got uh, a lot of options there. And you, and you know, Pete, from Fisher to Classic, dude, you've got clear water rocks. You got docks and stained water, and you got rivers. You got headwaters yeah. with mud. A lot of variation. Really you, cool lake. You got a fertile lake there. A lot of bait. You got bait from one bank to the other. I yep. mean, there's as much bait in that lake as any lake we've ever been to. A lot of bait. Yeah, it's it's a great lake. Great a lot lake. Of fish. Big fish. Awesome lake. Great questions, man. Uh, by the way, speaking of Grand Lake, I, I, some of the best anglers in the world right now cut their teeth on that lake. That's uh, right. Jason Christie. Mm-hmm. Coming up in our Bash U TV series, Edwin Evers, right? Who else is from Grand Lake? A lot, a lot of Tulsa guys, Grand Lake guys that are awesome on tour. Right Kimo Sabi. Hey, listen, Mike, we got Kimo an Sabi. I am question. I am question. It's a good one because Dances Mule. 
Brian, Chris, and I, we've lived through this. So, <laughs> we have, but we have our own. We have our own. I was one of the naysayers, and I'll ask the question. Bailey W wants to know, Ike, as a teen, what was the driving factor for you to become a professional angler? Was it the people that told you you couldn't make it? Wow. Bailey W. Bailey W. Bailey W. Wow. That's a that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think we had Tio earlier, mm-hmm. who was a great, you know, it was great what he said, and he kind of said that same thing. He came from Japan. He had, you know, everybody back home, including his parents, right, mm-hmm. said, man, you can't do this. You can't mm-hmm. make it. We don't want you to do this. And he had nothing to, you know, he had nothing to go back to except his passion for the sport, his passion to want to do it. That's a powerful powerful thing sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes um, I think the the people saying no or or the the negativity can drive you to a different place. C- can elevate you because you want to rise above it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. That that may be true. Maybe 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 some of the you know some of those people that said that because we've all heard we heard it a lot. We all heard. But it But I a remember lot. you yeah. and I when we were I don't know how old middle school and saying like what are you going to do when you get older and I'm yeah. telling you what I'm going to do and you're like I'm going to fish. I'm like how are you going to fish? Yeah. Like, how are you going to make money <laughs> as I sit underneath your castle in your bunker? How are you going to make money fishing? <laughs> your you <know>? bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just I have a, I have an int- I have a perspective on this that's a little different from oh, that. God. But uh, you know, after working, you know, you go to college and you get working and you get out there in that in that workforce and and you're you're battling for the man. You're Reality. you know, you, yeah, you're Reality working in, you're working in the cube. And, Acumark. Uh, you know, for me, I, I didn't think fishing was a viable way to make. I didn't even consider it. it. wasn't even in my wheelhouse. I didn't know. I didn't even know about tournament fishing until late in the game. But I, I just thought about this. This one thing that always stuck with me is that you know you you're going to work at what you do the rest of your life. If you're very very fortunate on this planet, you get to work at what you love. And uh, and when the when the opportunity presented itself to me to to get after it, that's that's when I made my move. So it was just about quality of life for me. Yeah. You know. But there's man, there's a lot of there's a lot of passion to get involved. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, man. I, I don't know. I think uh, I think definitely there's some driving force there. Great question. By the way, uh, real quick, uh, I didn't get to say this earlier. Brian Carpenter, a special shout out. The beer of the night uh, is what is it? Beer of the night, by the way. What is this? Uh, uh, it's a Southern Tier Molka. Southern Tier uh, Molka still on tap. Thank you, Southern Tier. Great beer tonight. Yeah, Scotty B was going to drop off a few cases tonight what? for you. Well, yeah, Where's except Brian put a at? freaking hate note on his car. Yeah, hate hate no. crime. And ruined it all. Yeah, so, so <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why'd you do that? Uh, you cost us beer, Brian. Yeah, uh, he said maybe next time. All right, whatever. Yeah, I already got half the internet wanting to fire me. it's a good scapegoat isn't it (laughs) none of the problems are actually his they're all like technical problems but we blame it all on him anyway yeah yeah, yeah. it's great all right what do we got what do we got we got i am we got got a caller we have a caller okay caller what's your name where you call from oh i'm Peyton from hi there what's your question uh are you familiar with lake martin yes Mm. Okay, uh, I was wondering around this time, uh, low 20 degrees, and in the high about the mid-50s, where are you going to throw? 
Ooh, man, that's that sounds old. I'm actually, I'll give you a quick answer, then I'm going to turn it over to Pete because Pete has won on that lake, believe it or not. He won an open there uh, years back, but same time of year. Yeah, uh, you know, cold cold water conditions. I, I'm going to throw uh, I'm going to throw a suspended jerk bait, and I'm going to throw a jig. They're going to be my two main baits in that real cold water. I'm going to throw a suspended jerk bait around um, you know steeper, more coverless areas, breaks and bluffs and points. And then when I get to more pieces of cover, cover-oriented situations, I'm gonna throw a jig. I'm gonna throw a you know a, a big a big jig, a three-quarter or half-ounce jig. Pete, what are you gonna throw? Well, I tell you, I won the tournament on a Carolina rig, um, fishing fishing deep, fishing the ends of points in February. And okay. uh, the key there, you know, the 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 key for me was spotted bass. I was catching spotted bass on the Carolina rig. Those. It could have been anything. It could have been a, uh, a jig or anything. But the, the spots get relatively deep in the cold water, and uh, they stay that way in February. But uh, the, the big thing is you look for those warming trends on Lake Martin because as soon as that sun comes out in the afternoon, as soon as, you, as soon as it gives you a break from that cold stuff, get up on that wood. That's, how, that's really how I won the wood. tournament. Flip it. Was I got up shallow in the dingy water, and I flipped the wood with a big jig and caught those big five-pound largemouth. And that's what put me over the top. I had 12 pounds of spots every day, but flipping those big five-pound largemouth. How many, how many largemouth did you flip each day after you had already caught your, your, your spots? You know, the, f- the first and second days, I almost called all my spots out. Flipping a mop, mop Flip, style jig. Yeah, flipping a big mop style jig. Shallow wood. How, in, how deep shallow was wood. the wood? I was catching them in one to three feet of water. Wow. One to three feet of water. We had a warming trend. And then what happened was on the second day, the, the warming trend ended, and uh, it went back to a cold front scenario, and that largemouth bite goes completely away. And uh, I caught 12 pounds of spots. And that was more than enough to to win that tournament. Wow! So uh, so that shallow wood cold front came done, 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 done. When huh. they were biting the done. first two days, any wood shallow, or did it have to be on points or pockets, or what was the deal? Well, it, it was pockets. It was pockets back in. They were trying to spawn. Those right. fish are trying. They like to spawn early. They're trying to spawn down there r- real good. So it was coves. Wood on points. It was just really any kind of wood, wood. and stained water. Stained interesting, water. Interesting thing. On the, on the, on the uh, last day of the tournament, I'm fishing in the in one of my primary shallow areas. And who did I run into? Takahira. Wow. Tio. Tio. Tio was back in there with me. I thought you were going to say Trip Weldon. <laughs> <laughs> but Tio, this is, this is a cl- he's a class act. I uh, ran into Tio, bumped into him, and, and he saw that it was me. And he goes, Pete, how, how you doing? I said, I got about 12 pounds. He goes, man, you got this tournament won. And I said, maybe. I said, I'd like to get one more big one. And he goes, I'm out of here. He picked his trolling motor up, ran his wow. boat 100, nice. 100 miles in the other direction. Wow. So, oh, and then really there, cool. now he's telling a story to his wife. Yeah, I saw Pete Grusek, and I let that <laughs> asshole win. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, listen, we got an AM question. All right, thanks for the question, caller. What do you got, Dave? For both Pete and Mike. Grusek. Quick. Uh, from George. George. Some nightmare co-angler stories. Ooh. Quick. Quick. I got a, I got a good one. Good. <laughs> you can go first if you, you want me to go first. Uh, I, I remember I got a I got a co-angler. Uh, can't remember his name. I probably blocked it out. On Toledo Bend. I remember this. On Toledo Bend. And we were together. We were staying in that darn trailer. 
I, I remember that trailer. Yeah, we're staying in that trailer, uh, and I got a co-angler, and in the bite, the fish had moved up the second day, and I drew them on a second day, and they moved up, and I was fishing down in Six Mile or Housing, and I'm flipping bushes with a jig, and so I'm I'm hitting all the bushes with the jig and catching them, and of course, I'm targeting the bushes, and my co-angler's in the back. He just got so frustrated and mad at me that like he literally wanted to fight me. <laughs> as my co-angler and i had to like settle him down mentally and you know like had to defuse the situation to be able to finish the day that was the first time that's ever happened to me and i did nothing wrong at all you know what i mean it was yeah. a it was it was frustrating it was a frustrating day yeah. that was my worst ever man i, I don't know I, i'm thinking of a, of a couple <laughs> i don't know the, the, they're mostly 90 percent of the time they're everybody's awesome not rip know? on a pete this is where you get to be mean for a this one guy was awesome he was a, a kind of a a little bit older than me and uh he we were fishing up on champlain and i had established this little pattern in the reed grass where the little pockets right if you threw a buzz toad through those little pockets or got a Senko in there, I mean, that was the deal, right? And so I'd flip the the reeds, flip, 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 and I'd see one of them little pockets, and I'd go back and I'd get my my deal, and I'd throw it in there, whoosh, net, you know? And I, and I kind of, it took me a while to figure this out, you know, but I got it figured. And, um, of course, my co-anger, he's, he's eyeballing me. He's like, well, Pete just caught a three-pound. He caught a four-pound. He figured it out in two seconds what I was doing. So I'm flip, 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 flip. Another hole's coming up. And I go back down and I, to grab my my next rod. And here comes, I mean, over my shoulder, out, over, out in the front of the boat. Right, in, right into the hole, uh, that hole in the po- that pocket there. And, uh, and I look back at him and I'm like, yo, <laughs> what do you... He goes, oh, rookie mistake, rookie mistake. <laughs> this is what he said to me. He's, he's been fishing these tournaments for 20 years. <laughs> you know, he said, rookie mistake. And, and he's, as he's diligently working his bait, <laughs> that, rookie mistake, rookie mistake. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me just leave it in here another 30 minutes. Uh, I tell you, the, the, the other one was uh, Justin Lucas. Oh! oh! Justin Lucas, when he was, I mean, brand new. Co-angler on the FLW side, uh, we were on uh, Champlain again. Why is Champlain? That's weird. But uh, the uh, we're on Champlain. I, I found a few smallmouth and, and I pulled up on them. And I had typical small. I had like 20 rods rigged. I didn't know I was going to catch them. We wheel up there and uh, I catch one on top water. Two pounds. Catch another. Justin throws out a jerk bait. Four pounder. Right. I catch another little one. He catches another. I got the same jerk bait he's got. I throw it out there. And I catch a four-pounder, but he jumps and gets off halfway back to the boat. Justin catches another four-pounder. He had 20 pounds in like 10 minutes. Wow. At that that moment, I mean, I could tell. I mean, he just had a knack for drawing strikes, Uh man. But, uh, yeah, we both wound up. At the end, it took me eight hours to catch up to him. Wow. But he had it in like the first hour. Wow. He was an amazing fish. He was at Bash U in Boston. That's awesome. Justin Lucas. Shout out to Justin Lucas. What do you got? Uh, Caller? We do. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name's Trenton Williams. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. How you doing tonight? What's your question? Uh, my question is, as far as uh, northern fishing versus southern fishing, what angler would uh, grow up to be more versatile? Ooh. I like the question. That's a yeah. great question. That's a great question. Thank you. I, 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 you know, that's a... 
Man, that's a question that I'm going to have to give a split decision. I, I know this is kind of a oh, pussy. Come on. I know it's a pussy wet answer, but let me let me let me explain <laughs> myself. Let me explain myself. The southern angler has a lot longer of a fishing season. This is true, right? You know, you know, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, with a longer fishing season, you're able to fish more, and that's a, that's an important thing. You know, you, you fish. Let's say you fish ten months, eleven months out of the year. You're going to learn more techniques because it's it's just mathematics, right? Mm-hmm. You got more time on the water. But let me flip flop it and say, I think a northern angler, I think, is presented with more challenges, which which can make him more versatile, right? So you've got a shorter season, you've got a lot of times you're fishing colder water conditions early and late, and, and the crowds too. You know that that's, that's a big one. yeah, the big that's a big one. Yeah. I, you know, just the analogy I'll give you is like a big lake here in New Jersey, Lake Opacon, Greenwood Lake. You're at a thousand to two thousand acres, probably somewhere in that range. On a average Saturday, June or July, you've got a hundred boats fishing on a thousand acre lake. You've got another hundred boats pleasure boating. You got another hundred boats doing who knows what. You got jet skier. I mean, that's the environment we grew up in in New Jersey, right, Chris? Absolutely. A lot of that. And I think because of that pressure, I think northern guys have you know you got to figure out how to catch them. What would you say? You know, as I'm, you're as in listening to you talk, I think the first thing, or one of the things I think is key, you say is fishing pressure. Fishing pressure. You know, like uh, Cochran, one of the, one of our speakers said, uh, the one the most important thing is to account for fishing pressure, and that's the that's the uh, thing that they have down south that they have tenfold compared to what we have up north we've got monster bodies of water with relatively minimal fishing pressure so that that part of it's really really you know difficult for those guys to deal with and i think maybe uh one of the reasons why the majority of the guys that are successful in professional fishing are from the south yeah i mean you know it's it's a combination of longer practice times and longer years to fish yeah and uh being compensating for that well, I I, should, I I also gotta put a caveat there. All the tournaments are held on their bodies of water. True, true. You know, I mean, what if we'd have had it? What if we had a trail where it was split? You 50-50? know, fifty fifty. Yeah, what if half it was fifty fifty? What what would the difference be? And my pet peeve deal is why not fish in the fall? They took away the fall tournaments on me. I, I miss, mean, that's I my those, ultimate. I miss those events. That's my ultimate strength in yeah. fishing, and it's gone. But, uh, you know, the, the, there's more different types of bodies of water up north than there are down south. It's a good question, man. Hey, the bottom line to, to that question, and thank you, uh, caller, for that question. Um, whatever you do, don't move to freaking Alaska. Nah. <laughs> Why no, not? No bass in Alaska. Yeah, but how about them salmon? Well, I'm just saying, if you're a bass angler, don't move to Alaska. For the halibut? Yeah. You want to <laughs> do it for the halibut? Suakins is in Alaska. What is? Suakins. Sue Akins? She's that lady that lives, like, below zero. That's that, like, uh, woman that... You ever watch that show? Life I did. Below for, zero? For a second, when you first said that, I thought you I thought you were... You said Sue Akins. I was like, Sue Meads. And I thought of the thing with the... Uh, never mind. Right. So here we go. I've got a what question got? from Becky Criminelli. Really? Yeah. Another girl? Becky Criminelli? Yeah. I th- wow. It's a, it's a word play on your wife. Man, it yeah. sounds like it. Yeah. So it's a good question. I do like it for Pete and Mike. What's your favorite hollow body frog? Ooh, that's a good one. And when are you going to design your own? Either one of you. Wow, good question. Uh, 
uh, for me, I, I'd say favorite hollow belly frog of all times is probably the Spro or the Snag Proof. In uh, the second part of it is when am I going to design my own? Uh, Mullix has some really cool frogs out right now. Uh, they've got a Super Natto, which is a frog with a little bill. It's like a wake bait mm. frog, really cool. They've got a, a, another frog. It has natural legs on the back. And we're working on a frog. I'm talking to Mullix right now about designing a frog that's very unique. So, it's in the works. What do you got? Well, Ish's fat frog, Captain Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Captain Midnight or Papa Midnight? <laughs> well, in, in our classes, they call it Captain Midnight. Oh, Captain. <laughs> you go, you go get all this Midnight. Captain Midnight. <laughs> you going to get all this Midnight? You see my Midnight, you going to get it all. <laughs> what do you got, Bri? You got to call her. Call- you ready. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Call her. What's your name? Where are you call from? Call what's your name? Where you call from? This is Larry K from Texas. Larry, how you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Yourself? Good. What's your question? Uh, my biggest question is it, I'm I'm a power fisherman myself, but I I don't do all that great power fishing super deep. What would you recommend on like thirty to forty foot grass beds on the jig for trailers and everything? What's your size and what's your approach to be in a situation like that? What kind of grass grows? Ooh, 30, 30, 30, 30 to forty foot deep. You can, I mean, I, I fished Amistad a good bit. I know Denny could probably address yeah. this as well, but it gets deep down there, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, on deep deep grass with a jig, I like a, I like a big jig. I like a three-quarter, a one-ounce jig. I like a grass jig to me. This is, this is a really important thing, is the line tie. Uh, for me, a grass jig has a line tie that's, that's uh, vertical, that's, you know, in line with the point of the hook. And the line tie shoots out of the nose of the bait. That, to me, is a grass jig. A uh, big jig, three-quarter, one ounce. And then the trailer selection, you know, honestly has nothing to do with the depth of the cover. But it has everything to do with the water temperature and the activity level of the fish. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and real simply put, when it's super cold, I want a chunk-style trailer. Like a, you know, like a pork, you know, chunk you know, f- fluid, flowing style trailer. When it's the temperature's moderate, you know, when the temperature's from 55 to 70 degrees, I want to crawl because a crawl is not not a lot of movement, but it's not fluid like a chunk. And when the water's hot, you know, 70 degrees to freaking 90, I want a double tail grub. I want something with a lot of action. So I pick my trailer based on the water temperature and the activity level of the fish. Good answer, and and I'm going to throw you something that I've never thrown down there. I've never fished Amistad, but I I never have. Falcon or Amistad, I've not been there. But I've uh, I can tell you this: on outside grass lines, I like to fish them, and I've got a lot of experience with them in in depth zones down to about 15 feet. And my I tell you right now, a great great weapon that I use is uh, is a Senko, a Texas rigged. Senko, it's you know obviously it's not a jig, but what what you're doing is you're pegging a three quarter ounce to ounce weight, yeah, big weight, a big weight. Yeah. Now down in Amistad, I might be I might be pitching a six or seven inch Senko uh, as opposed to the five inch which I typically throw up around where I live. But what you want to do is peg that sinker and you want to pitch that out on a slack line, and you can't imagine the darting and erratic action that that Senko will take on as it falls down that thirty foot. 
uh, column of water, and it is going to trigger strikes. It, it is, it's very, very effective in the warm water, and it's mostly always warm water down there. Yeah. But I, I you got to try that down there. I, I don't know how the guys are doing with it, but I would Texas Rigasenko on those deep grass lines, man. It's a killer deal. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you on Texas soon. Great question. Thank you, man. Wow, good question. Dave, what do you got on the IM? You got anything good? Yes, Captain. Yeah, yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. Captain. S- send a message to our immature friends. Abe wants to know. All right. Uh, Pete and Mike. Yes, Captain. Who's the best up-and-coming young angler that you guys can think of? Wow. Ooh, Ooh best young up-and-coming angler. Besides Justin Lucas? Justin Lucas would be on my list. Uh, yeah. I would say Brandon, obviously, is on my list. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian Avina, right here from New Jersey, is on that list. Well, the the Lee brothers. Absolutely. Lee brothers. By the way, on the, on the last Ike Live show, uh, Lee brothers. Shyrox. Definitely Lee brothers. Shyrox. Shyrox. Mm. A lot of them, man. Wow. This is, this is an interesting time. There's a lot of young talents coming up right now. Mike, were you ever KVD's co-angler? I, wa- I, I was KVD's partner. What? I mean, not. I don't mean like partner. Like what? That. So, yeah, that explains. Uh, it. I actually drew Kevin in an open tournament when uh, open events when I fished and were were pro on pro. Mm-hmm. So we were both technically a pro. Ooh. How'd that I was, go? I, I did. Too. It, it, it was a well. It was a good day for both of us in the end, but it was it was interesting. I heard, I I thought <laughs> you, I. The way I heard it, you had kind of like a Keith Pochet, Ish Monroe situation <laughs> going on in the boat. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> there, so there was no unwanted touches? Unwanted no. touches. <laughs> no. No. So that's a good one. Brian, what do we got back there? You, want to, you, you ready for a crank call? Or, or you got a call? Are you still awake? No. I'm we finally got a break in the phone lines. You got a break? Finally. Let's do a crank call. You really? Yeah, let's do one. All right. Let's do a crack. Pete, you're up on this one. Here we go. What do you mean I'm up? You're up. I, I'm not prepared. You don't have to be prepared. I, I need a think- script. No! <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most gentlemanly crank call ever. <laughs> yes, Captain. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. You know, like, this yes. is this is Mike's ox long, yeah. and I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I got cheesecake all over me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> recorded or monitored for Shh. quality assurance purposes. Who are we calling? Oh, shoot. To take advantage of our spring fishing Press one spot. Are we calling Bass Pro Shops again? One of our Press one spot. Please note Hello? that this pricing is Hello? not available on orders Hello? placed online or Press one, Captain. To speak directly to a customer service specialist, please press one. Press one, Spock. Thank you for calling Bass Pro Shops. This is Arlene. How may I help you? Yes. Hi, hon. Could I, could I place an order with you, hon? Yes. Okay. I've got my spring catalog here, hon. The one that just showed up via uh, the UP, uh, mail. Uh, okay. Po- postal service. Okay, on the back of that catalog, is there yes. a customer number and key code? Uh, let me see. Where is it at, hun? On the very back cover. Okay. Uh, I, is it a number or a letter? Yeah, there would be on the customer number would be on the, uh, I think it's a green box. And then a, right. um, then a key code would be in the yellow box. Okay. 
I don't see that, hun. Could I ask you the 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 catalog that I have here has a TV show, the uh, searching for anglers there. It's a uh, Tom, Jerry Mc, uh, Kevin. Okay. It, it's the ad. It's in the ad. It's an ad in the article there on the magazine. It says, "Are you the next great angler?" The oh, okay. Ad, Okay. It's the ad for the next great angler. Okay. Could I apply for that over the phone? Okay. I think that has already been. uh, It says says a casting call for the next great angler. Okay. I'd like to compete against him, the guy with the Kevin. Okay, well, those were the registration online that was uh, that did close out, so they're not uh, doing those anymore. Oh, no. oh, okay. Could I could I compete against those guys though, or is that not illegal? Or I well, I think I could hang with him, that guy, the K guy. Okay, but as far as that. Uh, are you the next great angler? That has actually been uh, that uh, offering doing online to um, check on that and do with them. That's actually closed out. Oh, um, okay. Let me see if something. It, let me look at something else. Just a moment. Is that something I could fish for with my rod, or is that not applicable? Oh, that promotion, man, that has closed out, and they're not for... Um okay, but it's also for ladies, or is it just for the guys, the gentlemen? No, that's for any. but, man, that offer has closed out. They're not doing that. Oh, they were taking anything okay. on that uh, up through earlier today, so that they're no longer doing on that. I got you. Well, will they do that again next year, hon? Because I, I know, really, I, I really feel know. like I could fish as good as all those guys. Ott and Evers, they're you know they're not that very good in my opinion. I could fish. I could fish with those guys too. Okay. Okay, like I said, I don't know what they're doing on that or not, but I know that is closed out for okay. for this year. Is did you want to place an order for an item? I uh, no, thank you, ma'am. I I okay, appreciate please. it, but is it true that they stole that concept, or is that not okay? I, I don't, ma'am. I'm not dealing. You know, those were with the uh, thing that closed out. I don't know right. what all they're doing on that. King, okay, uh, that King of the Cast. Out. King of the Cast. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye, you have a wonderful night. Okay. You too. Bye, King of the Cast. I don't know. I don't know where that one was going. <laughs> that really is. That sounded like Kissel from Jerky Boy. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Kissel. I'm all wet. <laughs> <laughs> Should I bring my tools? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of inside stuff going on there, Brian. I don't think nobody any, got any of that. <laughs> Did you say hopefully not? <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, we're going to take uh, uh, one more call. Caller, what's your name? Where you call from? Caller, what's your name? Where you call from? Uh, my name is Zach. I'm from Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh in the house. How you doing tonight? What's your question? Um, yeah, I was just wondering, you and uh, Chris were talking about Gunnersville, and he said he moved up there to uh, try and become a more versatile fisherman. I was wondering if you could talk about different lakes you've been at, and specifically ones where you fish and practice a bunch of different techniques. Uh, which which lake would you think has the most of those? Yes, we will answer that on the next. Icon. Wow, no, that's actually good. That's, <laughs> that's a good a question. question. Uh, you know, I think for a lot you of know, lakes to talk about. Man, there are a lot of lakes. I think the lakes that you want to target. You know, if you want to learn more, you've got to have a lake that has a lot of cover and depth options. That's mm-hmm. that's the bottom line, right? So, uh, you know, you want to you want to pick a lake that has you know zero to fifty foot of water. You want to pick a lake that has wood cover, docks, grass, ice. Uh, <laughs> you want to pick a lake that has rock, you know. I mean, and, and there's a bunch of them. I, you know, I can tell you, you're from Pittsburgh, so let's think. Um, you know, let's 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 put one at Kerr Reservoir in Virginia, yeah. Great Lake with a lot of variation, uh, Lake Champlain, Great Lake, Smallmouth, Largemouth, a lot of variation. Mm-hmm. You just want to have those options. That that'd be my my guess. I, I, let right. me let me just add something to that, and that might be helpful. I found that there's certain lake systems that have personalities, like the Tennessee River Lake Chain, all all those places. The ledge fishing that's there is amazing. You've got the White River Lakes out in the Ozarks, which are offer that that crazy clear water, standing timber stuff, and uh, and then you've got Florida lakes, which are completely different from all of them. And uh, and you got highland reservoirs and lowland reservoirs. So uh, you know there's there's you know that's what has to be learned. In addition to the fact that where we're from, you're from Pittsburgh. You know we've got the Great Lakes. You know you got Lake Erie up there, and you've got to be a master of that stuff. And all the the glacial lakes up north and the tidal rivers. Uh, you know that's a mouthful. But it's we I, got you know uh, Raystown out there too, right? Raystown Reservoir. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, guys, thanks. Thanks for doing what you do. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Good question. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Uh, All right. Brian DeCarpenter, if I'm not mistaken, have we come to the end of the show? Okay. I'd like to say that. Uh, Listen, everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, Exciting show. Uh, We had uh, past classic champs on. We had a lot of great feedback. Uh, Mm Want to let you know that we've got our next show coming up right after the classic. And this one's going to be a post-classic special. Mm. Pretty interesting. And we will be talking to the winner of the 2015 Bassmaster Classic. Who knows who that is, right? But let's take this opportunity. Dave, I want to call you the plate. Uh, uh, A.K.A. Brian DeCarpenter. Let's get a shot of Dave in the back here because I want to make sure he's here. Dave, let's do our fantasy picks. Before we go, let's do our fantasy picks of who's going to win the Classic. Uh, we're all going to write them down. This is real important. Uh, let's we, at One pick. This is the Ike Live Fantasy Fishing, and you get one pick. So go ahead, Dave. Start with you. Let's pick. Aaron Martins. Aaron Martins. Dave Brodzik goes Aaron Martins. No. No. <laughs> okay. Mike Aguinelli. Suck up. <laughs> uh, He's trying to keep his job. Uh, crazy Chris? Crazy Chris? <laughs> I got to go with you, Mike. Oh! 
I get two votes. He wants to get back on the sofa. <laughs> I get two votes. Uh, Pete goes, like, don't pick me because we, no, we need to spread the wealth. No, I, I, you know, I I got to be honest. I, I believe you're going to be a contender. Thank you. I, I really do. I believe that. And I'm not going to pick you because these guys picked yeah. you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to... You know, uh, there's a guy that's in my mind that I want to pick. It's Jason Christie, but I'm not picking him. You know, Christie's going to be a powerhouse. I'm not picking him because I got inside track that he didn't get a chance to pre-fish for this year's class. He did not. So, I, you know, I love him. I think he, he's done well there before, and he's going to – he's a powerhouse. I am going to go with the with a warming trend coming. I'm going to – I think T.O. is going to be – after 11 years, wow. I think T.O. I'm picking T.O. Very nice, Pete. I, you know, I'm going to have to go uh, – I'm gonna have to pick. I'm gonna have to pick me. I have to. <laughs> I have to go and have to pick me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to pick me. I'm gonna oh, pick see, me. See hey. where, who? Would you? Who'd you pick, Dave? I got Aaron we got an see, Aaron? me. Me and you are gonna crush him. We got they, all pick, they all pick the same guy. Yeah, I know. We're gonna kill him. Well, hey, here, here's the bottom line. This is a, this is exciting. This this is an exciting piece of information for everybody and our listeners. Regardless of who wins, regardless of who gets the pick. The winner of the 2015 Classic will be on the next Ike Live. In addition, just like last year, you're going to see an amazing thing. We're going to have a good friend of the show in. Bri, who's going to come in to do this work right here as I stroke it? Who is it? I can't hear you. Is your mic on? No, I wasn't. <laughs> How long was that out for? A uh, while. Oh, good. Okay. Who, 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 uh... Who, who, who's coming in? With Carmella this? from Carmella. Birch's Barbershop. Yes, Carmella is going to be coming in, and this beard is going to actually get shaved also yeah. in the next show. Uh, leave my mole alone, and then uh, yeah. and then we got a lot of other special guests we're going to announce. Hey, listen, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching Ike Live. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. We want to have a better show. Until next time. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us. Cheap Ike kid. Live, one year old. <laughs> See you soon, everybody. Woo! This is your wake-up call, pal. Go to work. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game.